Looking for some ways to improve your life or your attitude? Here's a suggestion from Pastor Al Pittman. Meditate upon the Word. The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, let the Word of God dwell within you richly. And then, of course, the Lord tells Joshua, meditate upon the Word, dwell upon the Word, day and night. Amen. A, a great habit for us as believers is, yes, read the Word of God in the morning. Read it at night, too. That's a great habit to have. But meditate upon God's Word. Let God's Word have dominion in the day and in the night. Dwelling place, dwelling place, dwelling place. You are my dwelling place, dwelling place, dwelling place. There are 39 books in the Old Testament, but for many Christians, it's uncharted territory. And yet there are valuable insights to be gained from it, just as there are in the New Testament. Today, Pastor Al Pittman continues his survey of Joshua. This is The Dwelling Place, the radio ministry from Calvary Worship Center. A warm welcome to each of you. We'll continue in chapter one, of course, where we read of an inheritance promised to the Israelites. You'll find Joshua right after Deuteronomy. It's the sixth book in God's Word. Here's Pastor Al to bring today's study our way. Because Joshua had good courage, God could entrust to him great things. So therefore, in verse 6, he says, It's up to you, Joshua, to divide the land as an inheritance among the children of Israel. God gave him that responsibility. God gives great responsibility to those who have good courage, those who are strong in him. Amen? Sin, however, sin has an opposite effect, the opposite effect on our minds and our hearts, our lives, the opposite effect of good courage. Sin promotes instability. It, it promotes cowardice in our lives. James tells us in James chapter 4, he said, draw near to God, and you know what? God will draw near to you. The Lord's not resisting you. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinner, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. What's he talking about there? He's talking about the fact that the thing that divides us or, or, or causes us to have this double-mindedness and to not really believe God fully is the fact that we are we're walking in sin. And so repent of those things so that you might draw near to God, and God draw near, draws near to you. Do not have a double mind. Sin gives us a divided mind, but good courage, <laughs> good courage, mental clarity is evidence of a godly mind. A mind ready and set to please the Lord. And this is the case with Joshua. Now we move on to verses 7 and 8 where in Joshua chapter 1 when the Bible says, the Lord says to Joshua, only be strong and very courageous. Emphasis on very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law, that is God's word, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then... You will make your ways prosperous, and then you will have good success. 
Now let's unpack this a little bit. What is the Lord saying here to Joshua? Be strong in the Lord, but but be very courageous in his word. Be strong in the Lord and of good courage. Be strong in the Lord and be very, why the emphasis on very courageous? Because he's talking about his word. It takes great courage today to live according to the word of God. It's not just a little courage, but it takes great courage. Be very courageous. And I believe in every generation God has a remnant. And I believe God is raising up, even in the younger generation, young people who are very courageous about keeping the word of God. They don't get the press and all that, but they're out there. And they're very courageous about serving the Lord. That word very in Hebrew, it means mighty to be it means force. It means abundance. To be forceful. You have to be aggressive to keep God's word today. With so many lies out there in the world, it's easy to be deceived unless we keep the word of God. Hold fast to his word, to his truth. And we have here within our text, we just read it, four ways given here by which we can be very courageous. I call them Four focus factors, because I watch the commercials, amen. Focus factors, you know, is that the drug you're supposed to take and the pill or whatever that helps you, your clarity of mind and all that, amen. Uh, I think I need a whole bottle some days. But there are four focus factors I want to draw your attention to for us to, how can we live today in this present age with, in a very courageous way in relationship to the Word of God? Here are four things that the Lord God has given to Joshua. The first factor is this, do not turn to the right or to the left. He tells them that there in verse 7, the latter part, do not turn to the right or to the left. I would say in today's modern day vernacular, do not turn to the right wing or the left wing. Amen. Politics on the right side or the left side. Now, there's nothing wrong in your political affiliation. That's your own choice. But don't let that become the very thing you depend upon. Make sure your focus is on the Lord. Do not turn to the right or to the left, but keep your eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Wherefore, seeing we are encompassed about by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sins that doth so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising his shame, and is now set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Keep your eye on the prize. Amen? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't turn to the left or to the right if you want to keep the word of God. And then, of course, he said the second factor is keep God's word in your mouth. Amen? So important. Don't let this word uh, leave your mouth. Keep that word in your mouth. It's so important because what's in our mouth is evidence of what's in our heart. What's in your mouth is evidence of what's in your heart. The Bible tells us, as Jesus said, actually, for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of our heart, we speak. And so we think things coming out of our mouth, we go, oh, uh, I didn't mean that, you know. (laughs) But if it's in your mouth, then it must have been in your heart. Guard your heart. Keep the word of God in your mouth, speaking the word of God one to another. 
The third factor, if you will, is let your mind be very courageous. Is let your mind meditate on the Word. Meditate upon the Word. Here's another adage to go along with that. What we think about is what we will soon act out. What we think about, we will soon act out. That which you meditate upon all the time, you'll soon act out. If you're meditating on some other illicit relationship in your marriage, you keep meditating on that, you'll soon act that out. What you meditate on, what you think about, you will soon act out. So therefore, meditate upon the Word. The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, let the Word of God dwell within you richly. And then, of course, the Lord tells Joshua, dwell and med- meditate upon the Word, dwell upon the Word day and night. Amen. A, a great habit for us as believers is, yes, read the Word of God in the morning. Read it at night, too. That's a great habit to have. But meditate upon God's Word. Let God's Word have dominion in the day and in the night. Colossians 3.16, let His Word dwell within you richly. Here's the fourth focus factor, if you will, to live a life that's very courageous in the Word. That is to observe to do the Word. It tells them that there in, in verse 8, the latter part of verse 8. Do the Word. Make sure you observe. Not just know the Word, but also do the Word of God. James chapter 1, verse 22 but he, uh, but rather be doers, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Amen. And truly, that's what we do. We deceive ourselves when we're, we just know the word, but we won't do the word. I was talking to a gentleman the other night and uh, the other day, and, you know, his, he and his wife have been separated for a long time. And he's trying to reconcile. She is not involved with somebody or whatever, but reality is. She won't seek any type of reconciliation. Now, again, I'm not going into the details. I don't know, need to know all the details and all this, but I've seen Christian couples do this, and she'll move out, the wife will move out, her husband, whatever, and they're just kind of living their own life. They may not be any involvement with anybody. They think, well, I'm, I'm righteous, you know, because I haven't been with anybody. I'm righteous because I'm not really taking, dragging that person, my spouse in the court and all this. But if you know the word, which says the two shall become one flesh, if you know the word that our relationship with our spouse should be as a relationship of Jesus and the church, amen. If you know that and you don't do that, then you're kind of creating your own righteousness. You're making up your own standard for righteousness. Well, at least I'm not doing this and that and the other. No, God wants you to obey all his word. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord and do not do the things I ask? So we can't use that as an excuse. You know what to do right. And of course the scripture says, he who knows to do right and who doesn't do it, to him it is sin. If you know you're supposed to be with your spouse, you know you're supposed to be reconciling, if you know you're supposed to be as one and your marriage to glorify the Lord, and you resist that, I don't care if you are, you know, living celibate or whatever. You're not home. Oh, got quiet. That's all right. (laughs) Be doers of the word. You don't know the word until you do the word. Anybody can preach the word, but it takes someone very courageous to do the word, to do what the Lord has asked. Amen. All right. Now, in verses 7 and 8, <laughs> being very courageous, living according to God's word, 
yields great benefits. There the Lord says, then you will prosper, then you will have good success. You want to be prosperous in life as a believer? Keep the word of God. There's a promise that goes along with it. So we'll stop there at verse 9. And verse 9, actually, I'm using as, stop here at verse 9. Verse 9, I'm using as a conclusion to the matter. And here in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, the word of God says, and this is what the Lord is saying to Joshua. And take these words to your own heart, to your own self today. Well, the Lord says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Pastor Al will be back in a moment with part two of today's message in Joshua chapter one. The Dwelling Place is a listener-supported ministry. Your consistent financial support enables us to keep this radio ministry moving forward. To make a one-time donation or to become a monthly supporter, just go to cwccs.org or text the word GIVE to 719-354-2778. You can also send a donation through the mail to The Dwelling Place, 501 Castle Road, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80904. And on behalf of Pastor Al, thanks for your support, both through donation and through prayer. Now here's Pastor Al once again in Joshua chapter 1. David said, if I make my bed in hell, Lord, you're there. Where can I go from the presence of the Lord? Where can we run? You can run, but you can't hide. Amen. God is with us wherever we are. That's, that's, a, that's a great promise that wherever I am, you may have lived in one state before, now you're here and maybe having a tough time, whatever. God is here with you. Wherever we go, whatever job you go to or what have you, the Lord promises to be there. I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. What a glorious promise we have. And so he exhorts Joshua. He says, have I not commanded you? I think that sometimes, many times, not sometimes, many times in my life, <laughs> I can use myself as an example. Sometimes I'm kind of wrestling with the Lord and arguing with the Lord. and It's like the Lord saying, have I not commanded you? That's where it should end, right? Sometimes we continue to kind of push back on what the Lord has said or whatever, but we can't win, amen? As the old saying goes, you can't box with God. His arms, your arms are too short, Amen. I mean, he can reach out and, and tag you all the way from glory. Amen. His arms are just that long. Have I not commanded you? Do not be afraid. What has he commanded him? Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. I know we're all tempted with fear. We live in a culture of fear today. But a warrior's mentality, someone who's strong in the Lord, does not succumb to a culture of fear. And I've had to say many times to this congregation, to myself, especially during this whole pandemic thing, that God has not given me a spirit of fear, but that of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen? And yet we find many believers afraid, living in fear. And the devil's not afraid. To read about the Church of Satan having a conference they're putting on down in Scottsdale, Arizona in February. It's called SatanCon. That's the name of it. SatanCon. The devil is so brash. His followers aren't afraid. What do we have to fear? 
Amen? It's time for us to rise up as believers and to be strong in the Lord and of good courage. Now, the devil's always up to his antics. Who cares? He's already defeated. But some believers have succumbed to an atmosphere, a society of fear. They're not witnessing, not fellowshipping, walking in fear. Who gave you that spirit? Not the God who said, have I not commanded you? Amen. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but that of power, love, and a sound mind. He says, do not be afraid. And do not be dismayed, afraid to be literally terrified, dismayed, to be beaten down and shattered. That's where the devil wants you living. But it's not where God has called us. Not where he called Joshua. It's not where he called us. This week we will be celebrating the life of a man to me who was a, had a warrior mentality, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And he went through a lot. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I believe he had a warrior mentality. It cost him his life. But it brought liberty and freedom. Exposed the injustice in America against a certain class, race of people, I should say. And not just African Americans, but all people, those impoverished. He was for all the people. But he was a warrior. He had to have a warrior mentality to have a dream. We need to be warriors as well for Christ. Not just in the church, but in the community. And we have the promise of God that as we take up the banner of the gospel, as we take on the mentality of a warrior and trust in God and the things that he has commanded us, God promised that he would be for us, that he would help us that he will strengthen us. I love what it says in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 to 3. And it's not on the screen, so write this down and listen carefully. But Isaiah 43, verses 1 to 3, the, it ends at the first, in the first half of verse 3. But here's what the Lord God said. He says, but now, thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob. He's speaking to Israel, but put your name in there. Who has created you. And he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. God knows your name. Isn't that rich? You are mine. God makes a declaration there. You are mine. You don't belong to yourself. You don't belong to the world. You don't belong to the devil. You don't belong to the opinions of men. You belong to me. You are mine. Amen? And he said, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God. Amen. I love that. It's personal. God takes it personal. Whatever you are going through, it's personal to him. He said, I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Put your hope in that. Put your trust in that. Man, understanding the Lord is for me. He is my God. My, he has redeemed me. I belong to him. You are mine, says the Lord. He knows exactly what you're going through and where you are. All he wants you to do is have faith to believe him. Listen, faith is of us. 
We have to have faith to put our faith in God. But the ability is of God. He wants to see our faith. And here God is asking Joshua and, and, and encouraging Joshua, show me your faith. Put your faith in me. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and very courageous in my word, and I'll do the rest. And as we go through the book of Joshua, we'll see, indeed, the Lord God did. A warrior's mentality like that of Joshua and even that of Dr. King, it inspired a whole nation. Joshua's warrior mentality inspired Israel to cross over. And Dr. King's warrior mentality, if you will, his trust in God, it inspired a nation, our nation. The strength of a warrior's mentality of faith, because that's what it is. This is really a mentality of faith. The strength of that mentality is found in God's faithfulness and his legacy is what we lean upon. That's where we draw our strength from what the Lord has done. And this is exactly where Joshua got his strength, by remembering the faithfulness of God. Some of us may feel like, well, you know, it's, I'm, I'm too weak, pastor, and, and all. But faith in his ability will bring healing to your life. Listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews uh, chapter 12, verses 12 and 13. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Amen. God will heal those, the weaknesses and the things. You know, our hands, some believers, their hands are hanging down. They don't think God loves them anymore. Their knees are feeble with doubt and, and fear. Their paths are crooked because they're so back and forth. They're not following the Lord. And how do we strengthen our hands? How do we strengthen our knees and make our path straight? By returning to our first love. By admitting to God, I can't do it. It wasn't Joshua pulling himself up by his bootstraps, but by putting his faith in what God had commanded. Amen? If we would do that, my friend, we can be strong and of good courage. This has been The Dwelling Place with pastor and author Al Pittman. You can listen to today's message again, watch the video version, or download an MP3 with a simple click. Just go to cwccs.org and click the Messages tab at the top of the page. And while you're checking out our website, be sure to download the Calvary Worship Center app for your device and take Pastor Al wherever you go. The Dwelling Place is also available at oneplace.com. And I would also like to ask you to take a few moments today to send Pastor Al an email and let him know that you enjoy The Dwelling Place on this station. That would be a great encouragement to Pastor Al and all of us here at The Dwelling Place. You can also share a prayer request with us, and we'll count it a privilege to pray for you. Just send an email to amen at cwccs.org. Let me also remind you in closing that The Dwelling Place is a listener-supported outreach. We count on your support to keep this radio ministry going and growing. If you'd like to join our support team with a one-time gift or on a regular monthly basis, you can do so at our website, cwccs.org, or by texting the word GIVE to 
1-800-354-2778. If you live in the Colorado Springs area and are looking for a church home, or you'll be visiting the area in the future, we invite you to come join us for worship here at Calvary Worship Center. You'll find directions and more information at cwccs.org. And no matter where you are, you can watch our services via live streaming right there at our website. Have a wonderful day in the Lord and join us for another study in God's wonderful word next time on The Dwelling Place with Pastor Al Pittman, presented by Calvary Worship Center in Colorado Springs, Colorado.